0: In the midst of COVID pandemic in 2021, journalist and documentary filmmaker Sinead O'Shea found herself returning home to Navin to interview Dr. Mary Randalls for a documentary which started out being about her husband, the late Dr. Patrick Randalls, an extraordinary man who was compelled to stand up against the Catholic Church. She didn't expect to discover that in addition to Patrick and his wife, Dr. Mary Randalls, other residents in Navin also stood up to the injustices inflicted by the Catholic Church, which then, of course, controlled all aspects of life in the town Pray for Our Sinners the documentary recounts the experiences of Mary Betty and Ethna about the brutal treatment of young unmarried pregnant women who were separated from their families and placed in mother and baby homes a fourth subject Norman details how as a boy he was routinely beaten in school until he and his mother went public again with the support of Dr Patrick Randall about the brutality of corporal punishment in schools Pray for Our Sinners is going to be on general release April 21st there's special screenings happening next week in Navan and I'm delighted to be joined by the talented director behind the lens, Sinead O'Shea. She's on the line. Sinead, thank you so much for taking the time. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Now, there is so much to unpack in this documentary and I know that the chat is going to really just barely scratch the surface here, Sinead, but bring me back to the start. What triggers this whole investigation into Dr. Patrick Randall's?
1: Well, actually, it was an old school friend of mine, Sinead, Sinead McGuire as I knew her then. Um, she was working as Mayor of Navin and so she and her fellow councillors had worked to get a bench erected in honour of Dr Paddy Randalls. And so I was talking to her about it and she said, you know, he was an amazing man, you should have a look into his story maybe. I just made a film called A Mother Brings Her Son to be shot and she said maybe that could be your next film. And so I started to look into it and I did I thought it was a very good story. Um, but Doctor Paddy had passed away and I was so I was talking to his wife, Doctor Mary instead. And um, you know, Doctor Mary, she's a very modest person, so we'd have these kind of casual conversations and then eventually bit by bit she began to reveal that, you know, she had done extraordinary things and that you know, the work they had done wasn't just to do a corporal punishment, but it was to do with mother and baby homes and contraception as well. So that was the start of it. It was kind of a slow, slow at the start.
0: Yeah, a slow burner, and absolutely as you you mentioned, and you can get a, a sense of that when you watch the the, the film. Doctor Mary Randall doesn't volunteer information too readily. No. There's a lot of there's a lot of back and forth that makes, you know, that between the two of you. But then she she drops this bombshell. So talk to me how you got the the bombshell out of her initially uh, when it came to the mother and baby home situation. Yeah, well, I mean. I just
1: don't even know if she'd ever mentioned it to me, only that the mother and baby home report came out in 2021 in that January. And, you know, obviously it was really shocking. People were very upset. It showed that nearly 9,000 babies had died in the mother and baby homes during their years of operation. So I was just talking to her and... um she just said, you know, quite casually, she was like, when I think of all the girls that used to stay here, you know, in our house and we'd hide them from the mother and baby homes and they had quite an elaborate system. They'd hide girls there and then the girls would write home letters to their parents. But Mary would send these letters to her brother in London who would send them to the girls' parents with a London postmark on them so that parents wouldn't know where they were. Anyway, I was like, what? When were you going to mention this? But, you know, I wonder, would she ever have mentioned this yes. if it hadn't been for that report?
0: absolutely and, and this it goes for I suppose all of the people that feature in this documentary to, to an extent they are you know these incredibly brave people uh, so brave. Yeah. With, with these stories that are just you know underneath the surface of these very kind of quiet unassuming demeanors yeah. that they, they presented yeah. absolutely but but talk to me about Mary and Patrick because these uh, this couple are doctors living and working in Navin and Patrick particularly went very much above and beyond in terms of his patients and uh, the vulnerable in the, in the community.
1: Yeah, they really did, you know, and um, the quietness and the modesty is is all a part of it too. So, you know, even actually when it came to the mother and baby homes, you know, Paddy would loan his car to people who wanted to go and visit their partners in the mother and baby homes. Um, you know, they they treated people. Then when it came to corporal punishment, which was this, issue in Navan, as it was in towns all over Ireland but you know as Mary says that was the town they were living in. Um, You know he was getting a lot of children coming into his surgery with injuries and he didn't know what they were about because the children weren't explaining them and then one day this little boy came in with a broken arm and his mother asked Paddy if he could write a note asking the teacher to beat the little boy on the arm that wasn't broken and so this was kind of for party. Yeah. oh God, you know. And mm. uh, so he went into the school to say to the teacher, look, what's going on here? Like this a little nine-year-old and um, the teacher said, well, it was the headmaster probably he was talking to you, He said, well, actually, would you like to see what I beat the children with? And so the headmaster showed him his array of tools that he used to beat the children. So he obviously wasn't very open to the idea of being shamed about his treatment of the children, um so that was kind of the starting battle um and then, as you see. In the- <laughs> really
0: escalated. Oh it really, it really <laughs> really does escalate. And I mean at the time I mean like you hear stories of you know kids who might have gotten you know slapped by teachers or beaten up by teachers and then they came home and by god you didn't say that you got beat up at school because you could get another beating at home but yeah, with this yeah. this boy Norman who is just amazing and and you know his life was just utterly devastated by what happened to him in the, in the school it had such a, a, a ripple effect for him in terms of his adult life and everything going forward. Tell us about him because he's the little boy uh, that visited uh, Patrick Randalls, and also his amazing mother, who I know n- I stood mean, up to the church enough for her. Yeah, you know? like she's extraordinary
1: because, you know, in a way, you can argue Paddy and Mary they were doctors, and you know they were kind of insulated from some of it to yeah. an extent. Whereas Norman's mother, you know, her neighbours shunned her everyone shunned her, everyone gave out to her. You know, she was summoned in. So I'm skipping ahead here, but like basically, Paddy eventually went to the newspapers in England about the story of how children were being beaten in schools. Because of
0: course nobody here would publish that. No, of course not, no. Um, And so
1: the newspapers were being released in kind of weekly editions. And so when the next edition was due out, Norman's mother was summoned to the parochial house in Lavon and the bishop was there to see her and she was told by the bishop, get that story stopped and she said to him, No, I won't. Mm. Like that's it's just mind blowing for, for a woman like her to stand up to the church like that. It was absolutely incredible. So there's a there's a nice little bit a little bit of footage of her in the film that you see, and you know, it's I'm am very glad that her heroism gets to be remembered. Um, you know, as you said at the start, like it's it's really all about like quiet people, you'd never guess the drama going on in their life.
0: Yeah, and that they kept these 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 secrets locked away for so long as well, which yeah. begs the question then, you know, when you went probing into this, when you went to investigate, how much resistance did you meet initially? Because I know with some of the women even, you know, I'm thinking of Betty particularly, recalling some of the, the, the horrific things that happened to her in Mother and Baby Homes is is just, you know, she can't continue at times in the yeah. documentary. Was there a lot of arisen resistance or was there a feeling that now is the time to share some of this? Yeah, I mean it's sort of it's an interesting question. I was very lucky
1: because all these people were people that Mary had helped and so they all I think felt um, grateful to Mary, and they wanted to help her. And Mary really wanted a film to be made about Paddy first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So we kind of had to slip in, like, but it's also about you, Mary, <laughs> <laughs> it's also about the things that you did too. But um, so you know, we were very, very lucky that Etna and Betty and Norman, you know, they they did actually want to. I suppose thank Mary and Paddy for the work they had done. But for all that, I think it was hard, especially for Betty. And, you know, there's, there's things that happen she literally can't remember. And it's mm. it's just trauma, It's pure trauma. She It's just, she's had to block that out mm. for her own self-protection and her own good. So it was a combination of being quite easy on the one hand because these people were actually willing and happy to do that. And, and actually in the world of documentary, that's very, very rare. Mm. But then, in the actual interviews, yeah, it was a little bit challenging, just because Betty literally couldn't remember certain things, but on the other hand, I kind of always felt like that was very powerful too yeah. you in know itself, and that, yeah, it really yeah, is. and that actually i uh, something I really like about the way all the participants express themselves, there's never anything over the top, there's never mm-hmm. a spare word. And that's just so powerful, you know. It really uh, like is. I think compared to when people express themselves nowadays who are younger. I know I probably sound really old saying this, but like,
0: there's just so much drama these days. Oh, oh there is. There is. And there's such a long-winded way of getting around exactly. to, to things completely. Exactly. I mean, I'm even doing it myself. Whereas <laughs> these people
1: who've just gone through the most shocking things possible. They they are just saying
0: well it wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah. What well, that's mean? what Betty I, yeah. keeps saying. Absolutely. And I mean in terms of Betty and, and Ethna particularly I mean we hear so many you know stories about women that were sent off to mother and baby homes whose babies were snatched from them and you know were sent off for adoption whether they liked it or not. Betty and Ethna were very much near misses when it comes to that Um, I mean like you know talk to me a little bit because I don't want to reveal too much but because I don't want to I suppose you know ruin the the, experience I know it's a tricky one isn't it I'm
1: always conflicted I'm like do I tell people just what happened (laughs) because you know more people would want to see it then maybe but at the same time it spoils the story it it (laughs) does spoil it a a
0: little (laughs) but let's talk maybe in general terms Um, let's talk about how you know Betty basically was shepherded off to a hairdresser wasn't she?
1: Yeah, so she was brought to a hairdresser and she was told by the head nun of this mother and baby home in Shanross Abbey it's in Ross Cray in Tipperary and she was told after you get your hair done you're going to get on the train to Houston Station in Dublin with your baby who is a few days old at this point and you're going to hand that baby over to a woman and that woman's from an adoption agency and that woman is going to give your baby away to someone else. And then similarly, actually, it's, I think actually Edna's story is kind of oh, madder. Yeah,
0: it Edna, really is.
1: Edna had given birth to a baby not in a mother and baby home and then... Uh, we, baby, should, we should
0: mention uh, the fact that Ethna, right, absolute <laughs> legend that she is, uh, would not yeah. be budged, refused to go to a mother and baby home. I mean, what an absolute inspiring know, woman. It's,
1: she's brilliant. Oh, I just love Ethna so much. Um, but yeah, but Ethna, so Ethna like stands up to them all, says, I'm not going to mother and baby home. And still her baby is taken away from her. Her baby mm. is just disappeared from her. And so in both cases the Randalls
0: intervened let's say intervened did something incredible something amazing absolutely like I'm watching this last night you know just oh I mean you know it's such harrowing story Sinead and we, we, we hear about the horrors and there is horrors in this documentary but there's also great hope and triumph and you know love in the face of such hatred isn't there yeah, no, I kind of, it's
1: funny, I, I kind of keep wanting to say that you said it so well yourself, <laughs> you know, I think sometimes the title might put people off or something, mm. but there is suffering in the film, but there is actually a lot of hope and there's resistance and there's real bravery, like the, the the realest bravery is doing something when it's actually hard to do something. And it was very, very hard to stand up to everybody in those days, the way everyone in the film did. and. I just think they're brilliant. And so, yeah, I think there is actually something to celebrate about yeah. this film. Even oh, there really if is. You say, if you read out the content, people like, Mother and Baby, oh, corporate punishment. Yeah. Okay. That does not sound like fun. But there is something to celebrate. All these people did something completely remarkable. And there's such. Wonderful, genuine people as well. So, they really are. And yeah, it's a d- mixture. It's a real mixture thing.
0: Th- there really is a mixture, and they're just sitting in Navin that I didn't even under. No, <laughs> of this was 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 happening. Oh, so I'm the same. I didn't even know the Rantle. Like yes, it's, it's terrible. I I just. Yeah. So thankfully we now have this documentary that people need to see to to see all this amazing work. Now you know you mentioned your brilliant feature documentary A Mother Brings Her Son To Be Shot which I saw and that's been I did it was incredible you spent (laughs) five years of uh, making in that one one. one. Uh, I mean this one was maybe a little bit quicker but you know you're no stranger to the difficult subject matter Sinead so I'm I'm wondering do do the stories that you choose to focus your lens on do do they keep you up at night? Um, and it's
1: funny aspects of them would but like mm. probably not the aspects you get it's more just the logistics of things I'm trying to figure out all the time you know um, like there was an awful lot of trouble getting archived for this film like,
0: oh I can imagine yeah
1: just, it's just so difficult <laughs> that kind of stuff um, so it would be that kind of stuff that would keep me up at night or like so the first film was much more difficult to speak to all the people involved, you know, as I was saying. And this one, you know, because Dr. Mary was kind of working with me in a way, it was so much easier to... To chat with people um, so yeah they, they kind of had different
0: challenges but thank you for coming to see the first one because that yeah. uh, uh, obscure uh, film was film in uh, many ways It was a difficult uh, watch but uh, incre- compelling compelling viewing but you know like towards the end of this like the amazing people in the film whose bravery you were highlighting there's a bravery in you as well Sinead because as Nav and Nate you're stirring up you know a lot of oh. difficult memories situations for people and I know that you ponder on that in, in, the, in the film as well you know like th- th- these things that people maybe don't want to remember and the repercussions of that you know how do you feel about it now especially when you see that the screening next week is sold out <laughs> I, know, I know my my sister was down yesterday and she's a teacher in
1: Navin and she's like what's going to be like and I'm just like oh I, I mean I do think there was this American magazine um, it started its life this film in festivals in America and um, you know they were saying she there's definitely a love for her hometown here. Yeah, so really kinda, I do think there is, that is clear and that, you know, things are never black and white. Mm. And I think that's kind of clear by the end of the film. Yeah, oh, totally so is. But on the other hand, see, I don't actually live in Nav, and it's probably more of my sisters who are just like, thanks a bunch for this <laughs> <laughs> But I, I do think that when they get to the end of it, they'll just be like, oh yeah. No, I, I think so, anyway. they they'll get
0: so. to the end of it, and they will feel like I say there there'll be tears, and there will be you know pride. I think as well for for those amazing so, yeah. people, they're really yeah. well, and and I think it's just such an important work. It really is such an important work to, to highlight the Randalls and these amazing women who are you know uh, and Norman of course as well who are sharing their stories in this. Um, it's it's on generally release April twenty first, as I mentioned. The Arc Cinema in Navajo. Next Tuesday, that is sold out. But there is going to be screenings as well in the Lighthouse um, on the twenty-second yeah, of April. Yes, there's,
1: yeah. there's tons of them. Um, so there's it'll start in Avon properly from April twenty-first, and also in um, Dundalk from the twenty-first. I think it's the Omniplex yep. or the IMC. They're
0: we can we can <laughs> search that. There are really for critical
1: it. differences, <laughs> actually, and then it's in um, in loads of cinemas in Dublin. It's in the Lighthouse, the I 5, Omniplex, and Rap Mines, uh, Santry's, Savoy, and it's in Carlow, Dundalk, Kilkenny, Cork, and Galway. So, it, I mean, it could be I everywhere. There, won't be, yeah, there won't be people listening to LMS in Galway, but anyway, just in
0: case. But just in case, you <laughs> never know, you never know. Well, Sinead, it's just been a real pleasure chatting to you. I'm a, a big thank fan so of, of the work. I'm um, eager, I really appreciate your time. Not at all, and eager to see what you're going to do next. But thank you so much for joining me. OK, thank you so much. Thanks for all your questions. They're great. Thanks a million. Sinead O'Shea there. Pray for our sinners. Watch out for the it. ton general release April 21st.